That's Questionable, a podcast exploring religion, asking difficult questions, and encouraging honesty. You can join the conversation at thatsquestionable.com, that's a questionable podcast on Instagram, or at thatsquestion01 on Twitter. Hey, this is That's Questionable, the podcast. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. Yes. Yeah. So, if you've tuned in on purpose, welcome. Welcome. <laughs> and thank you. Yes. Tell your friends. Thank you very much. <laughs> If you clicked on this on accident, just hang out for a second. Yes. Yeah. Give it a shot. Yeah. How's it going? Good. It's going good. Yeah. Crazy, crazy times. It is. It was nice today though. Yeah. It was like cooler. The sun, the clouds were out. It was a little bit nicer out today as far as temperature wise. Yeah. Yeah. Humidity as well. We've got leaves falling all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. It's the drought. It's it's like uh it is here. <laughs> <laughs> it is everywhere. <laughs> um Yeah. It's odd how, you know, school starts even even as early as it starts here. Yeah. Early August. I think they went on the fifth maybe yep. this year. And somehow the trees know. Yeah. Yeah. Titans have played their first preseason game, which is um Good. They would, didn't look very good, but still, it's preseason. Well, you know, they had to, you know, they have to work the bugs out. Yeah. yeah. Well, King Henry did not play, so. Uh, well, and that's smart. Yeah. You know, uh, Jets are probably wishing uh, they followed the same uh, lead there with Zach Wilson's going to surgery. Oh, he is? I didn't know that. <clears throat> yeah. I don't know. I don't think it's as dire. I think he might be out for like three games or four games, but yeah. still, you know. Yeah. How are you doing, Jim? Uh, pretty good. Pretty good. Not nothing uh, huge to report. We're kind of subdued tonight. It's yeah, kind of I, don't, chill. I don't know what it, I get. Yeah. You know, we we've been. Uh, it's been a few weeks yeah. since we got together. <clears throat> Life um, has happened. Life has happened. Yeah. Nathan started a new job. Yes. Congratulations. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) This would be a perfect time for a sponsor. Right. Yeah. I would stay away from that. Yeah. Probably don't need to do that. Yeah. It's no longer Nathan's gear sheds, what you're saying. You're pulling the the support. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, That's that's funny. Yeah. Yeah. So – Anyway, yeah, I don't know. I don't know why. Little, little laid back tonight, but yeah. Hopefully, we'll get excited about our question. Yeah. Well, what is the question? The question is: How effective is evangelism? Kind of thinking along the lines of currently. <laughs> currently, yeah. how effective is evangelism? So, if uh, let me. Clarify my question. If evangelism, you know, the the root of it, I believe the Greek uh, root of the word is uh, good news. Yeah. You know, good news. Sharing the good news um, in order to win people to their belief system. Mm-hmm. So uh, how, how do you think that's going? <laughs> 
<laughs> well, wow. Um, I'll tell you what. We all three of us live in a very red state, in a very evangelical state. Buckle the Bible Belt. Yeah, and um, which is Tennessee. Yeah, and um, <clears throat> I don't know. I see people jumping ship left and right, but that's not your question. Uh, it's it, it, I, I believe they're connected. So don't hesitate to elaborate. Okay, so let's let's talk about what the good news that they are sharing is. So the good news. That's actually a great question yeah. because so, so the good news. That's questionable. Yeah, that it's good news. It's, yeah. So um, the good news is is that um, although we are all sinners, this is what evangelicalism teaches about evangel evangelism. Gets gets confusing. So um, we're all sinners. We're all separated from God. But the good news is that we, um, if we'll put our trust in Jesus, our Lord and Savior, who died on the cross uh, for our sins, uh, He paid the price for it, and which means that we can be. The good news is that we can be uh, joined back with with God. So we're not separated from God. Any longer because of Jesus. Jesus is the bridge. Somebody should name a church the bridge. I'm sure that's already been done. Uh, yeah, you could almost hit a golf ball and hit it. It's right down there. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's uh, right. There is one <laughs> in your little neck of the woods yeah. here. Yeah. Um, no, I think that's that. I think that's that's absolutely the the, the answer. Yeah. But I my question is 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 that what even evangelicalism is even saying anymore? Because to me, it's just, and now it's turned, it's the, it's the tip of the spear of, uh, of politics. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't I did, I'm just thinking, you know, the, the way I was raised, which, yes. which is in a, a very, in a, I was raised Southern Baptist. Southern Baptists are historically known as very mission minded. Uh, which we could do a whole show, show on missionaries and go into foreign countries, but maybe we'll do that later. Um, but that, that was a big deal was, you know, sharing your faith was, uh, you know, just sharing the, the gospel and pretty much every message growing up, there was a, a an altar call, which was, you know, I guess the point of, uh, evangelism. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think sometimes we get, or I do, not we, but I get my wires crossed where, uh, you know, evangelism comes with evangelist. <laughs> They're part and parcel. <laughs> and that's where I just uh, cringe a little bit. Yeah. But. I, you know, growing up, I remember, went through multiple times where, the church I grew up in, you know, we would be, we would partake in, you know, different situations where we felt like, oh, we need to go out and evangelize the neighborhood or specific areas, or they'd set up a VBS in a, you know, typically a very poor neighborhood and then, um, and then try to you know, evangelize from that perspective. But, um, <clears throat> I always, there was always a problem with it for me. And the problem was 
is it had nothing to do with whether people wanted to hear something. It was always about that you needed to go out and tell people. Yeah. And I'm telling you, 99% of the people in my my evangelizing experience, sorry, is they didn't want to hear it. Yeah. They just didn't care. Now, they could have already been Christians. Um, they had no interest. Um, you know, they were just – things were going on in their life. But like there were very, 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 very few times where people were like – you know what? I would love to hear about that. Can you tell me all about that and what that means? It just didn't happen that way. And in fact, I sat through training a lot of times about how you can try to get engage people to get them to respond the right way. So you can, I'm going to say this for lack of better words, trap them into a conversation. Yeah. And, um, so, you know, um, evangelizing for me growing up was never this great experience and it would be like that for other people. I mean, people, you know, young people would be like, Oh, guess what? I talked about Jesus to somebody, you know, it was so cool. Cause I never do that. <laughs> you know, it was like, it was one time in seven years that they did something like yeah. that. And you know, it's just kind of like, again, we've talked about this before where, you know, it's like, if you believe that, you know, Jesus is the way, you know, the, the bridge and that all of these people will suffer from that, not making that decision and understanding, then why is, uh, why is evangelicalism such a foreign concept to most Christians? Evangelism. Evangelism. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. <clears throat> Jim, what do you think? You're silent. You're quiet. Um, yeah, I mean, that's, uh, it's always, you know, been a, a difficult thing, I think, for individuals. I, I, I saw, I saw some numbers recently that, uh, over, say over the last 10 years, people don't, uh, people don't take it as personally, meaning that, uh, uh, in surveys, when asked if they believe that it's, that it's their responsibility to evangelize. The numbers have gone down significantly. They think it's the pastors. Yeah. They think it's the church. Or... The, it's the church's, yeah. the, the institution's job to do that. Um, not to do it individually. So, you know, and it's one of those things it, it, it if going back to the good news, if, if I've got good news for you, um, you probably need to be aware of the fact that things aren't great. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's so, I mean, it, it's like, uh, I, I've always leaned on that scripture that said to be ready with an answer. Yeah. Um, which to me indicates that when someone comes to you with an issue, with a problem and, and then you have some good news to share with them, man, that's great. But you're not awesome. supposed to be asking the questions. Well, you just why you know, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go confront people, which is what it what it looks like. You know, your street preachers or or so often you're confronting people with their evilness and their need for something more and you know, essentially your life sucks. You don't, you know, um and I mean that just doesn't seem like like good news to me. 
No, that's not good news. And I realize it's painted in a way that the good news is actually Christ. But you, you're right. The only way to deliver good news is to say all the bad news first. Yeah, which Jesus also created. Our God also created. Yeah. I mean, he created evil. He created Satan. So uh, it's kind of on him too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, right. And just to qualify, David is not declaring that God created Satan. David's just letting you know what evangelicals say. <laughs> yeah, I don't believe that God created Satan. I don't believe there really is a Satan. Yeah. Uh, so. If he is, then he's wearing the Baltimore Ravens football jersey. <laughs> Uh, but well, we can't, we don't need to get on that though. They are horrible, but let's not talk about right. that. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Um, so I guess going back to the original question, it, it's never seemed, um, it's never seemed very effective. I mean, ever now, have there been times when the church grew? Yes. A lot of times, uh, in very unhealthy ways, you yeah. know, it, it was, uh, the, the first huge growth, uh, was kind of legislated when, you know, when Caesar just declared it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, there have been healthy, um, I hesitate on that word, but what, what seemed to be healthy times when, uh, when the church had an effectiveness in people's lives, but that always seemed to be kind of underground. That was, that was when, uh, when they weren't involved in, in power and politics and it's almost and more whatnot. social work almost in a way, yeah. meeting the needs of people. And through that, you, you share more organically the love that you believe you've experienced. You share with other people because it's your job to give it away, but it's, it's based in, not in confrontation. It's it's based in really more of a ministerial yeah. type. You're meeting people at the, where they, you know, churches for a long time have used that as a way in. And I don't I don't mean that to be bad. I'm just saying is that that uh, I mean it can be bad, but you know a lot of times church. And that's one of the reasons why churches a lot of churches start like children's homes, orphanages. Because they they don't want those kids. They can get those kids in, then they teach them scripture or whatever. Uh, and and sometimes that has good results. Sometimes it doesn't. But um, but I I think that it's kind of like what you were saying, Nathan. Is that <clears throat> is that it, it just doesn't seem like um, the good news is really good, good news. I mean, it's just you know. Hey, you're burning in hell unless you accept what I believe is the truth. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know. I just, there's, well, there's no apparent, there's no evidence. And, and maybe that's the, you know, what Christians will point to is the problem is, is that's your, your, you know, it's not faith anymore for you. Well, there's no evidence that that's the issue. There's no evidence. Explain that a little bit. There's no evidence on in like where the rubber meets the road in real life. There's no evidence that God is holding my sin against me. That if I don't make the right decision about the death and life of Christ, that I'll burn in hell for eternity. Mm -hmm. There's no evidence that that's actually happening. Many things haven't happened to you to try to get your attention. 
That's what I always heard. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's always like, oh, you know, you, you after the, the preacher would sit there or, or anybody or you go to an event and they sit there and they talk at you and talk at you and talk at you for two hours. And then they go, you hear that little, you feel that nagging inside of you? That's the Holy Spirit. And I was just like, well, actually, I feel like that's all the stuff you just said for the last two hours, you know, trying to yeah, convince wear me, me that, down. I, that I suck, you know, but, um, you know, it's that – that's the some of the issue that I think you know Christianity has to address is is that you know at what point in time do we need to be able to see why we have to make choices? But I get it. That's getting away from faith, and that's a hard thing to address. Well, and that's what I was saying. It's uh, if it's gonna fulfill a need that I have, okay, mm. I, I'm gonna listen. You know, and that's going, going back, uh, you know, in, in those, what I was saying was healthy times that typically, uh, occurred when there was legitimate persecution. Yeah. When, you know, when, uh, in places that, that the church was outlawed and that mm-hmm. the church was, uh, you know, violently, uh, opposed. Yeah. And it was in those times, uh, that, that they were able to have something that would solve the problem mm. that, that people, uh, the actual problem people had not create a problem. You know, yeah. if you're going to come to me with, you know, I don't really have an issue and you're going to tell me how to fix, you know, fix my boat. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah, I, I, I don't have a boat. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's actually, I think a great way to explain it is, is that, is that Christianity has to try to make a problem to solve it. And yeah. that's, that's ultimately that I think is probably a breakdown for majority of people. Yeah. Well, and that's, I, I believe that's what we're seeing. I, I would say, uh, there, there's a, a guy in town, his name's Zach Hunt. He's, uh, uh, somewhat of a theologian. Um, but he, he would say that, uh, evangelism is not dying. It's dead. Yeah. yeah. And his, his reasoning is that, um, evangelicals no longer have any good news. Everything they're sharing, everything they're doing, everything they stand for is bad news. Yeah. It, it's yeah. not attractive. Yeah. In any way. Yeah. And, and we've brought it up many. Oh, go ahead. You look like you're No, no, no. You go ahead. I was just going to say that we look like, you know, it's like, you can see that in America, evangelicalism has has taken a political stance. I think because it's dead or dying, but one without answers, yeah. one without you know. When he says good news, uh, you know they 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 have no nothing. They're proposing nothing mm-hmm. other than obstruction. Yeah, of of things that could benefit. A lot of other real people. people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When, when you were talking about persecution, you used the qualifier legitimate persecution. Right. And I, I think that's a great qualifier because what we see now is a lot of illegitimate persecution. Well, I'm, I'm persecuted because, you know, you don't accept Christ. You think I'm wrong. I'm being persecuted or I'm being persecuted because, uh, because, um, you know, I can't voice my views on Twitter because I've been banned. That's a, somehow it becomes yeah. a persecution. Yeah. Uh, Praying at the 50 yard line. 
Yeah. You know. Yeah. So it's, it's, uh, things like that. I I think, I think part of the issue now is it's kind of like what's happened with the LDS faith is that because of the internet, uh, we can now research. We have so much information at our fingertips. Some of it, to use your term, some of it's legitimate information. Some of it's, you know, falsified information. But th- there, there are facts behind that. There, there are facts there about Joseph Smith and, and, and the LDS church that are, that make it inherently untrue. I mean, there are certain things that, that Joseph Smith did that would disqualify him for any kind of leadership. Maybe he was a polygamist and, and had, you know, relationships with underage girls and all kinds of stuff there that are documented, documented by Mormon historians, some of which have been excommunicated from the Mormon church because they published a book that was the truth about Joseph Smith. But I think the same thing is happening, you know, with Christianity. I think we can get we can get online and see so many arguments against Christianity. I mean, I can literally get on there and see, you know, what this Greek word is, what what this is. You can you can find either a sermon or somebody to um, argue against a Christian point at your fingertips, and that has been something that I think Christianity has not and will not overcome. And I'm not saying that all of those things are right when they say, well, you know, the counters, the counter arguments, because some of them are just as false as the Christian arguments. But the the point is, is that I think that has so eroded Christianity that people see the problems with it, especially young people. They see the problems with it and they just don't want it anymore. They don't want, you know, it's one thing to have a, have a, a you know a god or or a spirit or whatever that guides you but but the god of the bible is an angry god i mean he is an angry god and i just don't think even the good news of the new testament is still angry you know even though it's a little bit softened and you got the you know the prince of peace there's not a whole lot of peace there I and mean, let's remember he's going to come back on a horse and and kill a bunch of people at the at the end time. So there's it's not like it's a peaceful deal here. I mean, it's it's all pretty vengeful. And so I, I just I just uh, I just think a lot of people look at that and go, you know what? That's not that's not a guy that I, a god that I think is worthy of worship. And I would agree with them about that. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I, I had I had to look up the word real fast. You know, it's Marconiism. Um, you know, it popped up. Uh, you know, what year it was? It's, you know, there's nothing new under the sun. Sorry, I didn't mean to quote the Bible there. But is that Joseph Marcon- Marconi? Uh, I don't know. I just make that <laughs> Joseph Marconianites. Uh, what's his name? Anyways, he was. Oh, okay. Anyways, he was the guy that he was the first person to, um, in, in theological circles. I can't remember what years ago, but I mean, it was maybe, well, I don't know, six, seven hundred AD or something like that said that the God of the Old Testament and the New Testament were two completely different gods. 
you know, and then he ended up getting burned at the stake or something. I don't know. He Mar- got, you know Mar- yeah. Marconiism or Marsonianism. Or no, whatever. it's it's Marcionism. Marcionism or whatever. Yeah, it's yeah. Marcion, and I think it was a lot. It was probably in the three or four hundred. Marcion, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so that's sorry. There's an I in there. I didn't see. Yeah, that's that's what a lot of the uh, a lot of the councils that were done, or councils that were dealing with issues such as that. Yeah, Her- what they considered to be heretical. Yeah, and. Yeah, and you know, and I know there's a lot more to that argument, you know, uh, as far as everything that Marsonia, uh, Marcion, I guess something, Marcion, or yeah, he believed, Dude. yeah, that guy, <laughs> um, but um, but that was a huge aspect of what he was is proposing. Like, how do you reconcile the anger of the Old Testament God that was willing to wipe everybody off the earth? Yeah, you know, wipe tons of people off. He, you know, led. Uh, the, uh, the, the Hebrew people into the land of Canaan and said to wipe out every man, woman, and child. You know, how do you reconcile that with now you say that Jesus is the face of God, that Jesus is all, all loving, you know, and, um, that's the, one of the main attributes of who the person of God is. So, you know, it's. So the, so the good God is still going to come back at the end of the age yeah. and kill everybody and send all these people to the lake of fire. Yeah. Even if they are kind, gentle yeah. people. Well, and I think that that's why the book of Revelation, it it took till, what, 300 years later to actually be canonized? It wasn't canonized until, mm-hmm. like, they argued over it forever because they yeah. said this doesn't make any sense. Do we call it Revelation? We call it Revelations? <laughs> that's right. Yeah. That S makes a big difference. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Um, anyways, it, I think this, is a, this argument is forever. And I think one of the reasons why we're still arguing over it is, you know, I just to get you guys say it is that it's just not believable. It's just not good news. Yeah, I mean, it, it's just not, and uh, because it, because it's not believable. Yeah, you know, everybody says, "Well, I, I heard a pastor that was talking about this. It's been several years ago, and he said, well, well, you know, nobody would make up God sending His Son as a sacrifice for our sins. That's only something God would do.'" I don't know why I remembered that. <laughs> the, the, yeah, the, yeah. the dying and rising God is like it goes it dates way back before the Hebrew religion. Yeah, and and it's I it's mean, just that for some reason that was probably 15 years ago when I yeah. when I heard that message and that has always stuck with me because um that you know you've brought it up human sacrifice but that's that's exactly what the Canaanites were they were sacrificing humans to Molech. Mhm. Uh, and that was one of the reasons why, uh, why the Israelites were supposed to conquer Canaan. And so, well, of course humans would come up with human sacrifice. W- what would be the next step? Well, God sacrificing yeah. his son. I mean, it, it makes perfect sense if you look at it in that timeline. I mean, even Israelites, as they wandered away from quote unquote the Hebrew God, they participated in human sacrifice. Yeah. So it's not like they, it's a foreign concept. It, but it's very it's a very human way to handle a a problem mm-hmm. is that there has to be bloodshed yeah that's right that's right so and this is the point going back to uh you know evangelizing uh, you know i think this is the part that people have a hard time getting into conversations about you know it's like well sure tell me about you know tell me about jesus it's like you know you can't talk about Jesus, you know, saving you from your sins, unless you get into the fact that, you know, Jesus literally had to be sacrificed 
bloodshed to pay for that. And, you know, and I think people are like, well, why, you know, somebody, I heard somebody quote, say one time, they're like blood, blood. Why is it always about blood? Why is there always have to be blood? Yeah. You know, what does that actually do? And, uh, it's one aspect of why I think people are having a hard, hard time with it now. Uh, again, a very, a very human thing. And, you know, they, they would, uh, and, and spe- especially the South Pacific, they would sacrifice, Humans to the volcano god, mm-hmm. and so blood had to be shed. There, there's, uh, there, there's been animal sacrifice outside of Christianity and pagan religions for you know thousands of years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So a, a sacrifice to appease the wrath of God uh, is is not is not a foreign concept to humanity. And the thought that, um, that, that a perfect God would utilize that as a way to cover our sins. I mean, I mean, he made up these rules. So, Mm -hmm. so I just, I find it just, just, you know, the farther I get away from Christianity, the more I just, I just think about how just, cruel of a system that is i mean we're told to share that with our kids when they're young mm-hmm. i mean th- i did that that you talking about you're, you're gonna go to hell mm-hmm. for telling that to a six-year-old yeah i mean the damage that that does to kids is just it's it's horrific yeah i yeah i i'm so thankful Hannah and I made a decision a long time ago that we wouldn't tell our kids about that, any of them. Even before we kind of ventured away from going to church, you know, our oldest son, Jackson, he was alive and, you know, born and was getting, you know, but we never, never once mentioned any of that to them. And in fact, the first time they ever heard of the concept of dying on a cross, they were like, what? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> They're like, what? Anyways, it's crazy. It, you know, it is. It's, it's definitely, uh, you know, this is, this is crazy, but it's definitely not something like, why would you tell to children? Cause they would never really understand the concept of a sacri- human sacrifice. The natural reaction would be like, that's wrong. That yeah. can't happen. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah. So this is why uh, evangelizing isn't happening anymore. <laughs> well, and I mean, and I'm sure it is happening. You know, I, I know a number of people, people are still going overseas and, you know, maybe that's a, another episode, David, like you mentioned earlier. But um, it, even then, I mean, and, and I've spent a lot of time overseas and in mission situations and, and whatnot. And, and that's, I rarely ever saw that taking place anyway. Yeah. Um, but you know, back to the question, it, it's, it's just not, it, it, it's not right. It's not happening and people are recognizing it. And it, uh, I think they can see it. Yeah. Uh, and I think that, um, that that's what's adding to this massive amount of fear that they're 
you know, because that's what we're, that's what we're experiencing. The, the message that they're bringing is a message of fear. Oh my God. And, and the, the more they push against that, you know, the more they have to fear because, uh, the world can see right through them mm-hmm. and which, which causes them to fear even more yeah. and amplify this message of, of terrible, terrible news and doom and, you know, all of that. And, uh, you know, I, the, it, it's really for good reason. You know, what they're afraid of in the long run is, uh, their own irrelevance. And, mm-hmm. um, it, yeah. sh- it, it sure looks like that's, that's coming mm-hmm. at some point, maybe not in our lifetimes. Uh, but you know, it, it'll happen in our kids life lifetimes because, you know, my, my kids <clears throat> grew up in the church. Um, and, uh, I think they were in the church a lot longer than y'all. Yours have really not been in church that much at all. And, and my, my kids don't know anybody really their age that is involved in church anymore. I mean, they, they are, it's like they've evolved past it because they see the, they, they see the friends. You know, the, 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 the great thing about society now is the, is the, um, I'm not saying it's prevalent in all levels of society, but they're more than any other time in history. It's the acceptance of people when they come out of who they, who they really are, uh, of somebody who's queer or somebody, you know, who's, who's gay or, or, or whatever. And they see that and they see the church's response and they're like, these are my friends. We, we we know people that are gay and and they just want to be themselves they just want to be who they are and uh, and it doesn't always go back to some crisis when they were a kid that they were they were assaulted or whatever and that's how they ended up being gay no or a domineering mother some kids are just gay they just are and they know at a very young young age that they have an attra- a same sex attraction and the thought with with like my kids both of them have really good friends who are gay and it just doesn't, they celebrate that. They don't, I mean, it's not a issue. And I just think they see that when the church and it's like, love isn't love in the church. Love is only defined as our kind of love. Anything else is evil and hateful. Mm-hmm. So if I'm not telling you you're dying and going to hell, then I don't love you because I'm not telling you the truth yeah. as I believe it. Yeah, and I agree. You know, our kids are very involved in different things around here, sports, Spring Hill uh, High School, uh, you know, flag football and ballet. And um, I think I can count on one hand over the years. In fact, I think it's only one incident where another child said something to one of our children about, hey, do you want to go to church? Or, yeah. hey, are you a Christian? Like, I think I can count one time, one time. And, you know, we, we're in Tennessee. We're in the buckle of the Bible belt and there, other kids aren't talking to my kids about church and Christ. But I never did either. When I was a little kid, I was scared to death to talk to people about Christ. I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't remember why, a lot of those conversations why, when I was a little kid. I love it. Why, why were you afraid? Um, you know, I think it was acceptance, probably insecurity on my, on my part. Um, 
I believed that people are going to go to hell, but I, I, I just um, didn't think I was equipped. I think it was more if I was asked questions, if I was maybe I, I didn't think of myself good enough to be a Christian, whatever. Um, you know, I just I didn't feel comfortable sharing. Uh, you know, when you get older, you can always blame that on the fact that you don't have the gift of evangelism. <laughs> but, but, <laughs> That's great. But when you're younger, That's you don't so you don't have that excuse. You're just supposed yeah. to share, and yeah. and I just didn't like sharing that. I just didn't think it was yeah. my place. Now, as I got older, and I got uh, I got you know the Stockholm syndrome, I guess. Uh, I did start sharing. Well, I got Google, did Google that. I did lead people to Christ, and I did I did do things like that. But, um, those are one, one conversation in particular was with a, somebody from Iraq and there's so much that I regret. Yeah. I mean, I just, I just, the thought of telling somebody else that, Hey, you know, I, I know that you're sincere in your belief, but if you don't believe this, then you're going to be separated from God. And this is what that means to be separated from God. There's no easy way to say that. Yeah. I mean, you're basically trying to, you know, scare the hell out of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's I, exactly I, right. I think that's exactly what we're trying to do. We don't get an E for hell, do we? An E? An E on our episodes. Uh, Not for no, hell, no, right? No, 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 we're talking about the literal hell. I got gotcha. you. That literally doesn't exist, but, the, but it literally it does. Illiterally. <laughs> <laughs> Now we got an E. Yeah. <laughs> That's one better than an F. Okay. Um, well, it's Abraham's bosom. I'm sorry. I, I <laughs> the Old Testament. The, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You're a Martian. I mean, just, yeah, mm-hmm. the whole concept, the whole story. You know, so let me, uh, let me, let me share. Do you mind if I share with <laughs> you too? Yeah, as long as it's not the gospel, go ahead. <laughs> Oh gosh, the good uh, news. He's out. Okay. <laughs> so there's a God. Oh, there is. Okay. Tell me about him. Well, he's love. Oh, awesome. Tell me about that. How do how do we know that? Well, because, you know, his word says he's love. Awesome, man. Tell me more. That's interesting. Well, um you have to believe in him. Or really why? Well, because if you don't, he'll kill you <laughs> forever and ever, over and over again. That's right? Yeah. 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 Well, that doesn't sound like love. Yeah. Well, it is. It is. If you accept. <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry, you're no. no I mean, that's it. There's the end. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It is. I mean, yeah. who can't see through that? Yeah. Yeah. So I can be a good kid. And I, um, I got quote unquote the age of accountability. I passed that. I'm a good kid. I just haven't accepted Christ as my Lord and Savior. And so I get about 16 and, uh, and I do things in the community. You know, uh, you know, there's plenty of kids that do things. They have, you know, they want to go help people or whatever or whatever. I didn't mean it like that. That is sounded bad. Um, and I get in my car at 16. And I'm in a wreck, and I die. So for those 16 years on earth, 
I'm I'm going to end up spending the rest of eternity, billions and billions and billions, billions of year years tortured on fire, uh, screaming for some kind of relief that will never come. That that's the good news. I mean, it's, it's, uh, you know, God, if God created all things, he created hell. He created there to be a, 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 a place for us all to be tortured because, because we have a very flawed book that contradicts itself. And you've got people that are crazy on the TV saying all kinds of crazy things. And if I don't believe that message they have, I'm going to die and go to hell for eternity. I don't know. It just seems like a seems like a scam to me. No, I think the SBC says the age of accountability is like more like thirteen. Oh no, it's much younger than that. No, is it okay? No, because if no, you I don't just, if you don't get them early, everybody has their own age. Yeah, yeah. If you don't get them early, then you won't ever get them. Yeah, let's. It's like six or yeah. seven. We should probably stay away from the SBC getting them early. <laughs> yeah, that's. See, now we got an E. <laughs> well, we could also say that the the Mormon Church, the uh, uh, Catholic Church. Catholic Church, definitely, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> well, um, I that's just I, I don't, I don't. This conversation's been kind of. It may need to be a two or three parter. Do we come back and maybe? I don't know how we lighten the mood at all but it's like uh yeah it's kind of depressing we could do that we could well we, we've uh we've mentioned missions a couple times yeah, maybe yeah. our next episode we we had that direction with uh with the somewhat of the same question yeah uh more ge- ge- more geared towards go going out yes to a, a you know some yeah. further well, location that well, we call missions let's let's uh let's really proclaim the good news is that is that you don't have to believe in all that stuff. That's the good news. Is that is that hell doesn't exist. You know, we're we're, we're not going to be tortured forever, and uh, and you're not inherently a bad person. You weren't born evil. Mm-hmm. So, you know, whenever you're told since the, you were a little kid that you were born evil, you were conceived in sin. No wonder people have complexes. Yeah. I'm a bad person. Yep. Well, either I'm going to act bad or I'm going to grovel to come back and yeah. and try to be quote unquote saved. And I, the good news is, is all of that is, you know, dog doo doo. Yeah. 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 That is good news. And, you know, and, and there might be a God, um, which could be good news to, to some. Mm-hmm. And, uh, just, don't let other people tell you that he's like this one Mm-mm. that yeah. we've been describing here tonight. Yeah. Um, I think having an episode on missions is good missionaries. I think the other episode that I'd like to talk about is, uh, and, and maybe people could weigh in on this, but I'd love to talk. One of the big proofs that Christianity has that the Christianity is true. Or so they claim is, are the, um, Fulfillment of prophecy of Jesus coming. How many different ways that prophecy was fulfilled? And he used a very churchy word. I'd love to get into that in a future episode. 
and unpack that a little bit. Unpack that. Unpack. Okay. We're gonna Can unpack, unpack that. that a we're bit? gonna unpack that okay. a little bit. Oh my goodness. All right. Sounds good. Sounds. Uh, yeah. And then we'll be relevant. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I think I mentioned this before, but. Uh, if I ever say, uh, the, the term, uh, hedge of protection, Hannah picks something up and throws it at me from across the room. <laughs> she actually doesn't, I say, but, I say, I but say, she would like to. I say stuff like that all the yeah. time to my, to my wife and she <laughs> cringes. Uh, yeah. And that actually made a good point. And I don't know if there's a way we can talk about this in the future too. You seem but, surprised. But actually, you made a good, okay. Now, actually, but. you know, you really did this. <laughs> is at what point in time does Christianity, uh, is the burden on them to actually prove what they're saying is, is true? Um, because anybody they, can say anything, you know, any, you know, and just, they do. Yeah. Yeah. And it gets worse every day. Yeah. So, yeah. but, um, but, it, you know, maybe that's the problem with, um, Maybe it's a it's an epidemic in the United States that people don't, you know. I guess that's the fear thing. If yeah. you, if you result to fear, you know, you can eliminate the logical step of going. Hey, is any of this true? Well, I don't know. I'm so afraid. I'm just going to say I believe, which I think is what happens a lot. A lot of yeah. people just say they believe, and then they live the next 32 years saying they believe when actually they really didn't. Yeah, it's it's, it's it's easier. It's easier to say that, and yeah. and, uh, and 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 uh, it's very societal, mm-hmm. and it's uh, yeah, absolutely. it's really there's a lot of cultural Christians, but the well, and yeah, you, you called it Stockholm syndrome earlier, um, and and so that's what we're seeing. I mean, so much of it is it's cultural. It's just it's just putting on a show. There, there's just a, and the show is getting more and more ridiculous. Every day. I mean, the, the hoops that you're required to jump through to prove that you're one of them, uh, couldn't be further from the concept of love. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. uh, which is, which is where this all is supposed to start. Yeah. You know, God is love. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, why are you putting on this show that is so far yeah. from any of that? And convincing yourselves that that makes you the representative of of God Almighty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that, that's that's a great point. Yeah, there was a, a video that I saw today, and um, it was of a woman walking through an airport. I guess they had a layover, and she had such a great mission missions trip that she decided to just walk through the airport and start evangelizing and just not, not, not talking to people, but yelling across the entire, you know, uh, building and, 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 and it was being shared like, wow, she's just so full with the spirit. She just can't hold it back. And if you could just watch this video of people, as she's walking closer, just turning the other directing direction, acting like she's not there people hanging their heads hoping that she doesn't like try to talk to them as she walks to the airport but it's but it's being videoed and she's yelling i mean everybody everybody within you know 100 feet in every direction can hear her and i'm like man this has nothing to do with trying to evangelize somebody which would be moralistically from what we know in the past would be a one-on-one conversation and in, in trying to explain 
but it's like it's like you know trying to show off to the people who want to see that stuff. Yeah, and it just happens to be somebody there that's catching the whole thing. Yeah, ca- well, and I think the person catching it was with her. Yeah, that's my you point. Know, yeah. Is it's a setup? Yeah, a lot of those. That's right. Yeah, and so it's just and there's very there's just very few people who want to see that anymore. Yeah, there's just it's it's such a turn off, um, but it's. It's still there, and somehow some people can't logically understand that that's not that's not a that's not a loving act. No, it's a selfish act. Human being. That's right. Yeah, I agree. Mm. Well, why don't we say uh, not very, <laughs> not very loving act? <laughs> no, not very uh, effective. effective. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. evangelism. Yeah, I'm yeah, sorry, yes. I forgot what we were talking about. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Evangelicalism, right. evangel, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, thanks for listening. Um, get in touch with us if you if you have a question or, or anything to add to our conversation. We appreciate you. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Our greatest hope for this podcast is for you to join the conversation. You can do so at that'squestionable.com, that's questionable podcast on Instagram, or that's question a one on Twitter. We look forward to hearing from you. Views and opinions expressed in this podcast do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of those casting the pod.